0: Yeah, we're gonna make it a good, we're good. Oh yeah, we don't want to get keep them up too late. It's already nine thirty for you guys, huh? Sheesh. Great. Oh, fuck off, dude. West well, Coast, West Coast, best Coast. Uh, should, I don't need to edit this tonight, right? You don't need to. You don't could. need to. You could. When do you think you're gonna go to bed tonight? It, it shouldn't take much this time. I'll, I'll just fucking edit it tonight. That's fine. I'll be awake this time, and also I think we'll have like an easy intro. Um, And Grace. Alright, you guys ready to be done talking? Hey, how about you uh, mute yourself? Huh? (laughs) How about you cram it? How about you get muted? I need more whiskey before we start. Okay. He's already back in the... I'll get it. Hey, I'll get it. Why don't you bring us in, okay? Okay, alright. Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> what are you doing? I'm squatting near the mic. I'm about And to... welcome in to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, TJ Lett, here with my co host, JR Lett. We are in beautiful Costa Mesa, Cal- California once again. Welcome to Costa Mesa, California. It's such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. You guys couldn't see that, but I'm absolutely vibing right now. Yeah, I appreciate you vibing to that, Tommy. I forgot a shot glass, so I'm just going to eyeball this. Eyeball that for me. How's that feeling? Great. Great. (laughs) Hey, to all you listeners out there, before we get any further, cheers to you, the hard work you put in week in and week out. Glasses up, morning, day, or night. Cheers. Jack, what a week it was in the 12-pack. The matchups were not necessarily... Super close. However, there were points put up this week. Absolutely stunning stuff. Let's start. I mean, we have we have to. We'll just get. We'll just a golf clap for Greg. Sure. Yeah. Twenty-one thousand points. And you know, twenty-one thousand eight. Tommy's like point two five six point. Who cares? Twenty-one thousand or something eight. The point is highest scoring week of the season so far could very well end up highest scoring point of the season. Do you think that's dramatic to say? No, I don't think that's dramatic to say at all. I mean, I will is... be absolutely shocked. Really? Okay. If somebody beats that to Wow. Them. Okay. Yeah. That's so you're taking it a step further. I yeah. like that tenacity. Yeah, yeah I'll, me too. <laughs> I'll be I will be floored <laughs> if anyone tops that. No way they do. I say no way. Okay, so we we're, we're in agreement. Yeah. 21,848 will not be topped this year, fair enough it won't be topped next year wow okay now you're getting now and now you're getting <laughs> this is a bit egregious. I mean, what if it happens next week no it, it's a it's a crazy week we'll get into it high scoring weeks, not a lot of drama you know, not a lot of theater be- between between the in terms of yeah, you know, within yeah, matchups, yeah. but a lot to talk about a lot of drama league wide as the stands standing shift uh Gosh, we should probably start off here just so you guys can really soak in this episode. Yeah, yeah, good point. And, and you know, maybe get, be prepared to listen to this episode once a week for the next month or two just to get a taste. Uh, this will be our, our last time recording both together and at all for the next uh, couple, couple months, I'd say, Tommy. And we're not going to get into details. Tommy can give specifics on the timeline. But I want to liken it to... You know every everyone wants to have Mannings for Monday Night Football every single week? Yeah. The Mannings don't want to do that. They got too much on their plate, dude. Yeah. It's Peyton and Eli yeah. Manning. They're Hall of Famers. Peyton Manning owns Papa John's. Eli Manning has a family. <laughs> They're both really successful businessmen, I think. Does Peyton not have a family? <laughs> Peyton does, but he also has pizza. Um the point is Tommy and I have a lot going on. We've got side hustles. We've got businesses. I know you guys want this content to continue and we do too. We have a lot of fun making it, but the reality is we're moguls. And, and as much as I'd say, this is about friends and family here. This is a business (laughs) and we have to focus on the bottom line. And we've got a few things that just take us away, a few different business ventures. So it is what it is, but we're very excited. Uh, you can look forward to a special holiday edition, most likely, of Let's Talk Fantasy Football coming up sometime in late November. late November, early December, potentially. So look forward to that. And Tommy, any more comments? No, I think it was really well said by you. Uh, enjoy this episode, guys. Um, it is super unfortunate we can't record. Jack said a couple of months. It's probably going to be closer to, like, a month and a half, maybe five, six weeks. Let's say six weeks. I'll put it at that. It'll be about that um, we did not get to record. If there was any way we could, we would. Um, but like Jack said, I mean, I, he said it perfectly, so I won't even add to it. Calendar's um, full, dude. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. We are booked up. Yeah. And we couldn't... We're Trust me, we're willing to pay that, you know... We were willing to pay people to come on scene with recording equipment where Tommy is, where I am. We were going to really put, you know, our money into this, but it just was purely a time thing. You just have too, you know, too many meetings, too many I mean, ultimately it is, you know, because time is money uh, if you really think about it. But yeah, I, I hear you as well. Well, cheers to you, Tommy. Cheers to me. Let's enjoy this last episode, and we're going to be honest from the upfront, it will be two hours, so <laughs> so we've never said that before. Uh, cheers. That's true. We have never <laughs> we have never pro- proclaimed at the beginning of an episode that we thought it would be two hours yeah. long. So. so We always aim it for an hour, and we double it, but we're going to aim for two. Let's see if we'll double it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that. let's see if we can reach three. Um, Tommy thinks three is two double. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> Yeah, I could see how that would look that way. <laughs> but I wasn't really agreeing with you. Right, you were ignoring me and saying yeah, your own thing. But yeah. Which the, is what you list. often do on this podcast. Sure. Drew can attest to that. Uh, Am I right, Drew? Wow. You really had to start there. All right, bring the energy down, people. <laughs> um, and we're fighting. Let's get into the matchups, shall we? Or is there any other grandiose news up top? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing. I don't think. Yeah, let's let's get into it. Normally, Jack, I would start with the first place team. I'm not going to do that. And big shout out to Dad for being in first place. But I don't care. What I care about... Wow. (laughs) What I care about is Greg Cruz. What I care about is 21,848 points. He takes down Scott, 13,392 for Scott. Jack, this was never close. I mean, I know Greg won by 8,000. So you would say, Tommy, how could it ever have been close? Um... Scott knew he was going to lose this matchup very early on on Sunday. Uh, I want to say it was like around halftime of the noon games. Greg's team had just piled it on. Uh, Scott very unfortunately had started Chris Carson uh, forgetting to switch Alex Collins into that spot. He made the move to pick up Alex Collins. Lost track of time. Started Chris Carson. So Scott knew he was going to lose. And that's very fortunate for him because what Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson did for Greg on Monday night, very late into the game on Monday night, scoring a combined (laughs) nearly 8,000 points, 4,188 for Lamar Jackson and 3,620 for Mark Andrews. 7,900, right, if I'm doing that math, essentially? Yeah. I mean, that's... It's insane. That's insane. Can you... You, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. And you that's, were saying, can, I mean, you, that's can more you imagine... Than, that's more than Justin got this week when we when we get to his matchup. I mean, that two players, two players outscores more. Justin's entire team. Did you really have to say that? I mean, talk about kicking a man when he's down. My God. He's listening in right now thinking like, "Listen, good Lord. <laughs> You're really going to do that to him? That was not meant to be a curb stomp. That was just meant to highlight the fact of that how... Truly ridiculous, that is, for two players to have. I'm being negative. You're You're being being positive. positive, Thank you. Uh, No, you're being positive. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I'm being negative. Um, Jack, can you imagine, let's say Scott had his point total of 13,392. And Greg was down by like 7,000 going into the Monday night game. So at least that didn't happen to Scott. Now, it's still a tough loss because Scott had a great week despite starting Chris Carson. But like I said, he knew from the beginning he was not going to win. Justin Herbert gave him a a chance. I mean, Scott won the quarterback matchup. And Lamar Lamar Jackson (laughs) scored 4,100 points. I did. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, 42-82 for Justin Herbert. You won't ever see a higher scoring quarterback matchup. In a fantasy football game. Well, it, it's funny because I, uh, you know, I, I I think I saw on Twitter, if you had Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert this week in fantasy, you won. Yeah. Unless, unless, unless you you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Scott. Yeah, yeah. Unless <laughs> you're Scott. And you went up against the Lamar Jackson, uh, Mark Andrews stack. Yeah. Um, insane. Now, to be clear, the, like, Scott would have lost by a decent amount even if they didn't go off because... Look at what happened to Greg's team this week. 32-10 for Devontae Adams, and he only scored once. That was on 11 in catches and 206 yards. Yeah. But, I mean, you already said it, but for, to be more specific, imagine if Scott had 7,000 points, or if Scott had 14,000 points going into Monday night, and Greg had 7,000. Yeah. So Scott had doubled Greg's point total on the week. He's yeah. sitting pretty. Greg's only got two players left. And he loses. You know, And the, not only that, but like, for most of the game... Right for 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 especially the first half of the game. Yeah, at halftime, you can turn the the game game off at halftime. You can can, can absolutely turn the game off at halftime. No doubt about that. Not even to mention, I mean, we're salivating at the Ravens' performance. But Devontae Adams, dude, with a touchdown, two hundred and six receiving yards and eleven catches. Emmanuel Sanders with two touchdown catches, three receptions for fifty-four yards. So not a crazy performance, but he had two touchdowns, so that'll that'll do it. Leonard Fournette. Lucky Lenny with 1,900. Antonio Gibson with 2,020, 2,200. Um, just, I mean, really solid running back performances, wide receiver performances. Mark Andrews already mentioned. Jamar Chase with 2,490. He got a touchdown, 159 receiving yards. So just, I mean, Greg's got a really, honestly, a good team, I think. Greg with, has a good team. Like, I think he just... the tr- Here's the thing. the The trade that he made so far is, hey. was, was, was perfect yes. for him. Yeah. Because of the fact... I mean, look, We all have say, Louis to blame for you, that, by the way, to be clear. Sure. Louis created the monster we're looking at today. Uh, let's, we're talking about pumping the brakes, and I'm not saying that we should pump the brakes on this 21,848-point performance because this is legendary stuff. And it obviously means that Greg has what is at least potentially a great team. Louis, so far, I would say, lost the trade because Stefan Diggs hasn't been special yet. But it was still a great trade for both teams. It was legitimately a mutually exclusive, mutually beneficial trade. For Greg, though, Jack, the reason it's so good is he has Emmanuel Sanders. So he traded away... Stefan Diggs. Totally. Replaced him with Emmanuel Sanders, who has been as good fantasy-wise as Stefan Diggs. So he didn't lose Stefan Diggs, and he just gained Antonio Gibson so far. Yeah. Is basically what Greg has done. Yeah. It's brilliant. I don't think that will... I mean, I think if you were to look at me, you would say that Stefan Diggs will outscore Emmanuel Sanders pretty significantly the rest of the season. Yeah. How significantly is the question? That is, is the that, question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so... Greg getting Antonio Gibson and with how well Leonard Fournette has played. His team's amazing when Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews do this. Like, that, that is the upside that Lamar Jackson gives you. So he's now, he doesn't do this every week, but this is the potential. Yeah. This is the potential. And when you pair it when it's a Mark Andrews night, Greg's, Greg's always going to win those weeks. If he has a Lamar Jackson and a Mark Andrews night with the, what the rest of his team is... He's always going to win, almost certainly. He's got massive upside on his team. Yeah, yeah. Are you, speaking of upside, with that comes downside, would you say? Absolutely. Volatility is the name of the game. A.J. Brown, are you you worried about him? Only 5'30". Six targets, three catches for 38 yards. Not really. I think A.J. Brown would be a great buy low target for someone. Not that... Greg's going to want to sell him for low, necessarily, but I'm not necessarily worried. He he was coming off of his hamstring injury, only three catches for 38 yards, but we all know how good A.J. Brown is. If he can get back to 100%, I'm not worried about it at all. Just to remind everyone, I did pick Greg to win this matchup, so that is uh, correct for me. Yeah, I remember you. Go, it was um, very shocking that yeah. you went against the well, team of destiny. I, I mean... I saw, you knew something. Yeah. You knew something. I don't know. think I predicted 21,000 exactly, but I knew Greg was going to have a big week. Scott, at the same time, with 13,392, a very solid performance for his team. But the reason I brought that up is because I want you to say one more thing about Greg's team. I appreciate that. Just, we didn't mention, you, you mentioned his point total, but Jamar Chase looks so good. And Greg got him, I think. I'm, I think in the seventh round because nobody wanted to touch him because like vibes were so bad coming out of Bengals camp preseason. Yeah, and he was like dropping balls in in preseason games. So when they have Tyler Boyd and and you just, know, a, just lo- a, yeah, lot yeah, a lot to of a lot of but he is electric, looks amazing, and he's a big reason why I like Greg's team so much because he had the three stud wide receivers traded one away for a a running back who's performed great in Antonio Gibson. And now he's got Jamar chase in his flex and Jamar chase is looking more like a wide receiver too right now. Yeah. So right now sky's the limit for Greg's team. Uh, if he stays healthy and yeah, a great performance from Scott's team, but went up against this massive week, uh, Scott getting over 13,000 despite starting one person who is not playing. Yeah. Um, Justin Herbert with an all-timer performance. Nick yeah. Chubb eating, proving Tommy right that even with Kareem Hunt at the dinner table, Nick Chubb will get his. Travis Kelsey doing Travis Kelsey things. You hate seeing that below 2,000, but he caught a tutty, 57 yards. You'll take it. Mike Davis with 11.10. You will take that. And Debo Samuel getting 14.60. Uh, another solid performance for Debo. He is one of the only reliable wide receivers in that San Francisco offense. Tommy, that's what went right for Scott. But a few things went very wrong for Scott as well. You mentioned Chris Carson. And then Obe- Odell Beckham Jr. getting only 300, two catches for 20 yards. And Tyler Lockett, disappointing, with only five catches for 57 yards. Which of those three pet players are you are you worried about, not worried about? So I'm worried about Chris Carson because he's injured. He's got this weird neck issue that is like ongoing for him, apparently, that he, like, Pete Carroll basically said he like deals with it on and off, and so right now he's dealing with it and didn't play last week is a question mark to play this week. And I don't think Alex Collins is as good as Chris Carson, so that's a downgrade for Scott's team if Chris Carson misses more time. Odell Beckham Jr. getting two catches for 20 yards in a game where the Browns put up 42 42- points points that's it right there is very concerning because that means even in a game where they move the ball like crazy you can't depend on a decent performance from odell beckham um the tyler lockett thing i wouldn't normally be worried about because this is what he does he's got boom games he's got down games and in this game there was a deep shot where Somebody tackled him, basically. The cornerback tackled him to prevent a deep shot that could have been a touchdown. It could have been a much better game for Tyler Lockett. I am worried with Russell Wilson going out. Sure. What Geno Smith is going to look like, the biggest thing, the biggest advantage of having Tyler Lockett is pairing him with Russell Wilson and how good Russell Wilson is with those deep balls to Tyler Lockett. That's what gives him the boom games. Yeah. And that's saying Tyler Lockett can't have good games with Geno Smith at quarterback. But I do think D.K. Metcalf becomes much more valuable than Tyler Lockett with Geno Smith quarterbacking for the next month because D.K. Metcalf is such a big, reliable target of, like, just throw it towards him. And he's a big guy DK that can Metcalf just go D.K. Metcalf is so fun it. to watch because it's just—it's so fun to watch people try to guard him. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> like, good luck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scott really needs to be worried at the wide receiver position. I, th- I think— in the short term, uh, needing to chase wins at a you know two and three record, I think he like Debo Samuel is not going to be enough to to hold up the helm there. Darnell Mooney on his bench, Tim Patrick on his bench, getting 1240 this week, seven catches for 89 yards. Um, do you think that you know, I guess you know we'll just see what happens. You don't have to advise him on his wide receivers, but I see problems there. Do you think Alex Collins is just a slot in for Chris Carson, or he's going to have to figure something else out for the RB two? Maybe Tony Pollard, uh, someone who who he could start as well. That's a great point. Uh, I was going to say for sure. I think if Carson's miss, if Carson misses, you can just plug in Alex Collins. He's not going to be as good as Chris Carson, but if he gets fifteen touches, let's say he looked good enough to where you would you would want to start him. However. I would, I would say it depends on matchup, because uh, Tony Pollard has been great, even not in the starting role for Dallas. Uh, he's most weeks given you performance that you're going to be fine with. Um, so, yeah, you could definitely play Tony Pollard over Alex Collins if the matchup uh, allows it. Um, but to your point about Debo Samuel going, Scott and I play each other next week, we'll get into that l- later, Debo Samuel's going to be on bye. So we can't play him. Yikes! Yes, grim week for wide receivers so, for Scott. Yeah. So then you're talking about Tyler Lockett with Geno Smith, Odell Beckham Jr. Just putting up a dud. You don't know what you can expect from him, and then Darnell Mooney or Tim Patrick. So, um, yeah, the in, the injury for Chris Carson is a problem. And but it's a season of destiny, dude. We're sounding negative about Scott's team. I'm still very high on it. I'm still predicting Scott to win the championship this season. I have not swayed from that. Uh, We should move on soon, but I'll let you have the last word. I just want to say one thing real quick. Justin Herbert, electric, to lead them to a victory over the Browns, 47-42. to Justin Herbert with four passing touchdowns, two yards shy Mm -hmm. of 400 passing yards and a rushing touchdown. He's the real deal, and I didn't think he was when they drafted him, but he is... Both for fantasy and in real life football, going to be fun to watch uh, at the helm of the Chargers for years to come. Yeah, head coach Brandon Staley has done a wonderful <coughs> job over there. Uh, oh yeah, they they keep going for it on fourth down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They went for it on fourth down, yeah, and it that's... was like it was like fourth and seven, like type of stuff. Yeah, where... fourth and three. Like it's not just fourth and inches or right. fourth and one. They're I, just because, uh, yeah. If you get another shot at picking up the first down, that's better. Like, yeah. you have a better chance of picking up a first down with f- four plays than you do with three plays, correct? Four play, huh? Take me to dinner first. Uh absolutely. Mike Tomlin loves punting. I feel like that's a coach who just or, – or like Mike Zimmer, you know, just like – just like Anybody named Mike, really? It's true. That's a really good point. <laughs> Mike McCarthy? Absolutely. Loves punting. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. I mean, I can't think of a mic that doesn't love punching. <laughs> right. um, uh, any so, other commentary? We should move on. Well, we're not worried about time for this episode. That's true. Yeah, very true. For the record, yeah, let's talk about bench studs. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Alexander shush. Madison. Yeah, that's with Greg sitting. Alexander Madison uh, and James Winston and James Winston. But uh, no, I was gonna. The, you talked about Travis Kelsey. He it feels like so far because of his last two weeks that his season so far has been underwhelming. He's still comfortably the first, the tight end one on the year, even with Mark Andrews just putting up thirty six twenty. So, yeah, we didn't really talk sure, about Mike Mark Davis. Mark Andrews, dude. Touchdown, two point conversion, touchdown, two point conversion, just insane. Just just a quick sixteen hundred points. Not including any of the catches or yards that he got on yeah. those drives. Yeah. Uh, Mike Davis, we didn't talk about him, but that's, I feel like I shouldn't have brought him up because he, what, what is there to talk about? He's Tried pretty- and true. Plug him in. Hey, plug him in. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get you right around 1,000. 1G. One 1G, One please. <laughs> Cash that check every week. Well, don't do that because <laughs> he often gets below one thousand. Yeah, but it'll even out. I think that's how checks work as long as you sure it, you know what goes sure, around sure, comes sure. around. Anyway, another big congrats to Greg. Moves up to two and three, absolutely shoots up the scoreboard as far as points four. Uh was towards the bottom, now is towards the top in one week. He basically scored two weeks worth of points in one week. Scott loses his third in a row, also drops to two and three. Greg is in seventh, Scott is in eighth. So, now that we got the elephant out of the room, Jack, let's talk about our first place team. None other than former, currently retired, Lieutenant Lou Lettenbier. Lou Arlett. <laughs> Lou J. Lett. Lou J. Lett. Um, absolutely. Terminator and Death by Me, a staple in this league. Yeah. Been here since 2003, uh, has more championships than anyone else in the league, if you include if, if, if you include no no, no, if you include oh the overall points sure. Uh, era sure of fantasy football, where he I believe had five championships <laughs> legendary, I think mean, he had five, and I had three in like a ten year span or something legendary all right, Tommy, I know this is going to be hard for you to talk about because you took the l in this matchup, you scored twelve thousand eight hundred and twenty six against cool hand lose sixteen thousand four hundred and twenty four I'll talk about your team so that you can talk about dad's monstrous sixteen thousand point week. Your team, I mean, I you you got nothing to be worried about. You're sitting at three and two and it's a it's a totally respectable point total. Dak Prescott, you'd love to see him do a little bit more, but you always want that. Chris Godwin, you you you'd love to see him do a a bit more. <laughs> but got you a G. So you know you're not gonna. You are certainly not writing to the governor about that. Uh, Jacoby Myers, you probably need him to do a bit more, <laughs> but though, like that, he's on the cusp. Najee Harris, you got you don't need nothing from him. He's he's riding frisky. C.D. Lamb, you're happy with that. He got a tutty, at 88 yards. Before I talk about the disappointments on your team. The biggest bright spot from your team this week was none other than Kadarius Toney, New York Giants wide receiver, who scored a whopping 2,460 points, 10 catches for 189 receiving yards. Crazy he didn't end up with a touchdown with how much action he was getting. Could have easily been a 3,000-point week. You can be real excited about him, pending injuries and and things in terms of, like, other people coming back to the offense or him getting injured, but he looked electric out there. He looked... And you got him the week before he's now going to be the number one waiver wire pickup. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that pickup. Um, thought about playing him two weeks ago in week four. Uh, ultimately didn't even bother picking him up. He ended up having a decent week of a thousand points, um... I had heard, you know, he was the Giants' first-round draft pick this year. He's a rookie. I had heard he looked really good as a player that is electric after the catch, uh, super dynamic. So I picked him up after waivers ran last week. And uh, I really liked the matchup against Dallas. And like you said, Sterling Shepard was out and Darius Slayton was out. And early in the game, Kenny Galladay went out. So he yeah. became Mr. Necessary and saw an obscene amount of targets. And as his As his coach how are you going to approach the potentially awkward conversation around his exit from the game? Uh, You know, just any comments on sort of the, the punch and the ejection? No, not, I mean, I guess I would say publicly I'm going to come out and say, you know, that is not something we're going to tolerate as an organization. Um, We expect better from him. Uh, We will have a conversation with him behind scenes and, figure out as a group how we're gonna deal with that um, to him privately I'm not saying anything sure uh, I'm gonna say don't do that again and I'm gonna say we're gonna we're gonna get you the ball more yeah I honestly I think that's the exact right way to approach it from a PR angle you got to make a statement you got to let everyone know that you don't agree to those standards but in reality I think with talent like that, as long as you make it past halftime, punch whoever you want. You know what I mean? Just go get it. That's my opinion. Sure. Um, so we and, we disagree a little bit. Yeah, at least in my locker room. But that, I don't know. That's just how me and John Gruden used to do things. Just kidding. Too soon. John Gruden, RIP from the Not Raiders. Really, Good riddance, I would say. Yes. I just mean he's dead to me. Um, <laughs> sure. Crazy emails coming out. Not, I mean, surprising because of how, how bad they were, but also it's like we, you know, John Gruden's obviously never been a cool dude, I think, is fair to say. Um, so glad he is hopefully out of the NFL forever. Would be Again. shocked if he finds his way back in. Even commentating, like I I would be right. shocked if he I mean, he'll probably the, the reality is he'll probably get some like you know. Analysis job somewhere. Right. Somewhere. Some You're not wrong. College football station, no. you know. What? I think. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't think he'll be back in in the NFL, working for the NFL in any capacity, whether he yeah. has an Allen analyst or a, on some sort of coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, goodbye, John Gruden. So long, farewell. But also, rotten hell. Yeah, something like that.
1: The Raiders,
0: Jack. I guess. The way you were talking about my team is, is like you were talking about you, want, you would want a little bit more from Dak. You want a little bit more from Chris Godwin. You want more from – that's what I feel like so far my team has been, where I had – I've had some good weeks. I had 14,000-plus in week one, got my second victory with over 13,000. Now this loss with just under 13,000. I've got two weeks where I didn't score as much. I have had no explosion yet, and I feel like that's true of all of my players individually as well. Uh, da- Dak hasn't reached 3,000 plus. CD Lamb, no multi touchdown games from him. Chris Godwin, no multi touchdown games from him. Najee Harris, no multi touchdown games from him. Joe Mixon, no multi touchdown games from him. I haven't exploded yet. And I would. <laughs> I wish you guys could see how Jack was looking at me right now. I would love to explode. I want to watch you explode, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm imagining it right now. I like my team. I still believe in my team. The Kadarius Tony thing I really, really like. He was really good. I think the Giants have no choice but to work him more into the offense. Jack, the biggest thing for me right now is t J Hawkinson. I really, really thought that I had three that bummer I had, weeks in that a I row. had something with him. I thought I had something with him. We got three bad weeks in a row, you know. Here's was what it, I'll it, say. He's still got 8 targets in week 4. Yeah, so 11 it. targets, 9 targets, 2 targets, 8 targets, 3 targets. That's two two down games out of 5. Yeah. I wouldn't panic, but I hear you that, you know, after those first two weeks it was like, oh hell yeah, I've got the new, you know, George Kittle, like a, a yeah. really a tight end that's going to win you matchups. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So But I will say if benches win you matchups, your bench would be up in the running, dude. So yeah, I, Chase Claypool, twenty one fifty. You have got to be excited about him. Juju Smith, Juju Smith Schuster. Cheers to his health. We wish him the best. We hope he, co- has, he gets, has a speedy recovery. Um, but he he has been injured and will be out, which is really good for Chase Claypool's fantasy outlook. Joe Mixon only got a thousand points on your bench, but the fact that he played at all is awesome. That means yeah. he'll be coming back from injury sooner rather than later. Trey Lance, your quarterback in the waiting, uh fifteen fifty eight. No, you waving that off? Are you are – you you're, you're passing – Well, he he had a knee – he apparently sprained his knee in some capacity in the game. Uh, they have a bye this week. Kyle Shanahan has already come out and said that if he's healthy, Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter, um, which I just totally 100% disagree with because uh, I don't think the 49ers are good enough this year to go anywhere. And so – You may as well try and develop Trey Lance as much as you can now, so that when you're ready to compete next season, uh, he'll be better off. You're not doing anything with Jimmy Garoppolo. They had their one Cinderella run to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, and they lost that Super Bowl because Jimmy Garoppolo. I can't believe they could have had Tom Brady. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Jack, enough about my team. Enough. Enough. I couldn't start Joe Mixon. I'm happy he's healthy.
1: Chase let's, Claypool. Let's, let's
0: go over to dad's bench. Wheels up, dude. I tried to sell Chase Claypool I told for you. pennies. Yeah, and listen, for those of you that, that declined my trades that involved Chase Claypool and you know who you are, you missed your chance. Yeah. Because it is wheels up for Chase Claypool. I'm not selling him unless you want to give me a really good offer. Yeah. I think he's going to be great rest of the season. Moving over to the winner's bench, Dad's bench, Juju Smith-Schuster, like we mentioned, out. Yeah, he had shoulder surgery, so so he's out for the season. So best wishes to him. Dad will have to find a replacement. Hunter Henry also on his bench, getting 1650. That's exciting for Dad, but he's got Kyle Pitts, who is a verified starting stud with 119 yards, nine catches, and a touchdown. So Dad can really drop Hunter Henry, drop Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, can probably drop Terrence Marshall Jr., although that may be harsh. You can keep him if you want. I just, I'm not sure. Essentially, you know, Dad can clean house, start fresh on the bench. I don't know if you noticed this, but Dad at one point this week had three three benches on his team. He dropped them both before the Sunday game started. But Three benches, you said. Wow. Three, three tight ends is what you meant to say. Mm, wow, no. I didn't. And You said he had three benches I, I know. on his team. I know. I, I know. <laughs> I know, I get what you said. I know what I said now. Um, Interesting. (laughs) What did he have three of on his team? (laughs) You'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) You have to tell me. You have to tell me. Wait a minute. It wasn't tight ends? What was it? Quarterbacks? Defenses? (laughs) Okay. Thank you. He had three defenses on his team, two on his bench. Just cause, just cause. Um, Talk to me about his starters. He scored sixteen thousand, so he's four and one now. He is in first place. Is this a first? Is this a championship destined team we're looking at? I don't think it's a championship destined team. Um, mostly because that slot is reserved for Scott. Uh, Jack, the big hitters that I was worried about going into this matchup with Dad—they hit big. Josh Allen with 3,650 and Derrick Henry with 3,100. Another 130 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns for Derrick Henry. He's the best running back in the league and he, it's not even close. And it's not even close right now. Cheers. Jack dropped another whiskey cube into my glass. He's going to be refreshing me. Uh... And one into his own glass. Please be drinking up, everybody. Yeah, please. Uh, you no don't th- listen and not drink. That's our one rule here on the Let's Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. you got to be drinking <laughs> while you're listening. <laughs> Cheers. And Justin Jefferson, to a lesser extent, 1590, had a very good game, seven catches for 124 yards. But Jack Josh Allen looked really, really good. And the Bills looked really, really good. Absolutely embarrassed my Kansas City Chiefs. So, I think them... As Alo- a along fan, uh, with. Are you in panic mode? No. No, 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 no. You know, my, my good friend, shout out to David Bell, asked me the same thing about the Kansas City Chiefs offense or team in general. Abridged version is I'm not worried about them not making the playoffs. I don't think they'll win the division. I think they make a wild card. And to what extent they can a- advance into the playoffs, that'll determine on how well they can perform the rest of the year. But they'll make the playoffs. And nobody's going to want to face them in the playoffs. Playoffs? Maybe they don't figure it out. Playoffs. Playoffs. But I don't think they'll miss out on the playoffs. Jack, Oh, Derrick Henry is so good. He's so, so, so good. Best running back in the league, and it's not particularly close. Right. Christian McCaffrey has been injured, so that, you know, fantasy-wise, he'd probably be up there with Derrick Henry if he had played every single game. But Derek Henry, I mean, listen to Derrick Henry's games. Okay, 920 in the first week, you weren't happy with it. It was a game they got completely destroyed by the Cardinals and he still put up 920. Then we move on, 4470, 1790, 2470 and 3100. He's an absolute beast. He's got over 100 and over 100 rushing yards the past 4 games, including games with 182, 157 and 130. He's got he's got 2 weeks already with 3 touchdowns in a single game. We're 5 weeks into the year. He's a beast. He's a machine. And he usually gets better as the season goes on. So if this is what he's doing now, if he's going to get better, yeah, I mean, you like Dad's chances to succeed at least a little bit. When Kyle Pitts put up 2240 and Michael Carter put up 1330 in that London game in the morning, I knew I was done. Yeah, yeah. I knew I was done because yeah. it, it, to have a chance, I needed Michael Carter to not have a good game at the very least. Yeah, got a touchdown, which really screwed you. Dad didn't need it, but biggest disappointment of the week for his team outside of Kenyon Drake in his flex spot, getting only two fifty. New England's defense, yeah. big surprise, <laughs> scoring only seven hundred against the Houston Texans, ending up winning in that game barely, yeah. only twenty five to twenty two, but. Uh, yeah, you really thought New England would, that 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 was poised to be a twenty five hundred point performance for for the defense. Yeah, that yeah. was one of the big ones I was worried about, but I actually got lucky with. Um, and yet yeah, they let Davis Mills throw for over three hundred yards and I think three touchdowns against them. So, uh, wins a win though. A win, it up. A win is a win. Uh, Jack Rondell Moore just wanted to bring it up for dad. He was more involved in the offense again. More involved in the offense again. You get me, dude. After not being super involved the last two weeks, so that's nice. He's super, super, super talented. So if they <laughs> if they keep him involved, that should be a fine start for Dad. Renfro, the floor master. Renfro, you where know, the Ren's fro. He just is on that floor, and he has his floor. Yes, and you will not go below it. Can't go below it. Won't. So can't. No, I. Listen, Dad's not extremely deep. Uh, he still has a Miles Sanders problem because Miles Sanders isn't really getting the touches you want. So with Kenyon Drake putting up 250, he's got a flex issue because I don't really he doesn't really have anyone I want to start in flex right now. Dad but- started out this season 0 and 1, and since then mm-hmm. has gone 4 and 0. Talk about a hot streak. This is a guy in a mission who had his back against the wall. Winless. After one after star- one week. <laughs> At the start of the season. Winless. <laughs> after a week. And just putting on a tear of four wins in a row. First place, but Tommy, between you and me, I don't know. Taylor Swift is in second place. Maybe we'll talk towards the end of this episode about who we take. Rest of season. Real, I mean, father versus son. Who's the real best team in the league right now? Hot take. Neither of them. Wow, dude. Bow, 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 bow. You are here for hot takes and hot takes only. Stay tuned in. About an hour from now, you're going to hear about why Tommy thinks neither of them are the best team in the league. Stay tuned. And if at the end of this episode you say our bu- 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 buzz word, you're going to be entered into a free Patreon contest. Well, you have to pay to be a Patreon (laughs) member, but the contest is free to enter after you pay to get through the Patreon wall, and then you will be entered in to win a very exclusive Let's Talk Entertainment experience. Uh, Enter in now with the code word that you will hear an hour from now. Combine this with that. code word part one is frog. Jack. Big Lou scored over 16,000 points this week. Junior did the same exact thing. 16,262. Easily taking down one, or should I say two, Peter Sargent and Henry Hank Sargent. I mean, 12,864. You mentioned his name. I feel like we should get ahead of this as a podcast. I mean, do you want to make a statement about the drama surrounding Henry or do you want me to address it head on? I think it'd be better if it came from you. Uh, I think if it comes from me with the state of things right now in the league, I don't think anyone's going to hear it. Sure, sure. I get that. You're commissioner and there's a lot more weight to it. I can talk (laughs) a little more freely and just give my honest POV. Here's what I'll say. A lot of talk right now about the accusations and allegations against Henry as a team owner uh less about the the crazy thing is the conversation I've been hearing is less about the accusations themselves and more about this grandstanding and this refusal by Henry to cooperate at all with legal teams with the with police officers he is pulling the I can't talk card can't speak is his claim um when asked for a translator this is insane i've never heard anything like this when asked for a translator his lawyer responded that he didn't speak any languages so apparently we've got some guy who manages a football team can't talk um so it's just one of the crazier legal situations i've heard uh, has his father said anything? No. Yeah. That, yeah. Peter has uh, remained headstrong, and you know he's like we've, we're you know he doesn't want he's, any he's distractions. Just with the team. Yeah. He's like you know I'm on to next week. On to next week. Sort of a Belichick mentality, which I can respect. But yeah, we we won't. Tommy and I do not want to speculate. Like I said, in any of the allegations, I just wanted to comment and sort of the. From my perspective, some of the humor around the ridiculousness of uh, the legal defense, but it is what it is. No, you know, no ill will against Henry. I get it. Innocent until proven guilty. I just, you know, cooperation sometimes makes you seem a little more innocent, but who knows? I I get it. We don't know all the details. Totally. Totally. Thank you for addressing that. Uh, It does feel good to get out ahead of that Mm -hmm. as we go into this matchup um, so that it's just all out there for everyone. Yes. Um, And as we move forward, Jack, I say that Louis easily beat them, mostly sarcastically, because going into the Monday night game, you wouldn't have necessarily bet on Louis to win. Now, it was very possible. It was very possible. He was down... I want to say, like, 23 or 2,500, something yeah. like that. Well, it's, for for me, all you need to know is, like, Sarge, like, texted, you know, like, midway through the game being like, dang, that'll do it, Louis. Like, that's the nail in the coffin. Like, congrats. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. like, he's dialed into the game being like, you know, I, I might still win this. I might still win this. Dang, there it is. Little did he know that Louis would go on to score, like, you know, 3000 plus more points after that but that it was he really kicked you know he he left no room for any confusion about who won this matchup he did not want this to be close very true louis got a, an early 70 plus yard touchdown from jonathan taylor on like one of the first plays of the game and that really gave him such a such an opening to taking the week but even after that it, like you said it took a while it was it wasn't until the second half that he was like, that'll do it. Yep. Uh, Marquise Brown didn't have any catches in the first half. Ended up with 2,900. 125 yards on nine catches and two touchdowns. They threw the ball a lot in the second half. The Baltimore Ravens did. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that. Um, they then, certainly and, did. And Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor very quietly had a 3,000 point performance on 114 receiving yards. Also scored a rushing touchdown and had a receiving touchdown. So... Uh, Louis played around and sat both Amari Cooper and Antonio Brown this week and still ended up winning by that's egregious that Louis got sixteen thousand and he had Antonio Brown on his bench with twenty seven ninety that's yeah, I mean rude Louis's looking much closer to a twenty thousand point performance if yeah. if he sits who he or if he starts who he usually starts. Yeah to be clear, I definitely take Louis's team over Dad's team. No disrespect to Dad. I just look at Louis's team and I get excited. With I get a lot more excited at his wide receivers and his running backs, which is that's, that's it. That's the that's heartbeat everything. of the team. Yeah. So I I just you know Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift are both locked and loaded. I really like Devonte Smith, I think Stefan Diggs, like you said, will bounce back. And then yeah, Cooper Brown. I don't love Chenault Jr., but he's not terrible. Josh Gordon getting one sixty on Louis' bench this week. We'll see if he turns back into the dynamite player he once was. I think that's an easy drop for Louis at this point. Sure. Jalen Hurts getting twenty three ninety two. Louis' team is is solid. Um I picked Louis' team to win this week, so I'm not surprised. That's another right. yeah. correct pick for me. Yeah. Um Tommy, you chose Peter's team to win. Yeah. Henry drama aside, what did you like about Peter's team this week? He put up a respectable performance with almost 13,000 points in the week, led by Sir Tom Brady with 3774. What went right for Peto this week? Pete absolutely nailed the kicker and defensive stream this week. Got 1,600 from Crosby, 1,200 from Minnesota, both streams. A couple of great choices, putting up 2,800 between the two of them. And Tom Brady had another fantastic week of thirty seven seventy four. Jack, outside of that, there's not a whole lot that you love from what happened for Pete this week. Henderson, you're happy with that with sixteen forty, and honestly, you're happy with Deontay's performance. I was going to say fourteen twenty, but only two targets for Deontay that this week, which is w- way less than he usually gets. Now, I'm not worried about that. It was no. just a, a strange game. No, you're totally right. But I'm worried about Jameson Crowder. Fair. Because I'm worried about that offense in general. Like It's the same thing with Corey Davis. Any offensive weapon, Michael Carter, Zach Wilson has sucked so far. And so you can't count on any Jets offensive player right now. I'm very, very worried. We've been done worried yeah, about, about Allen Robinson. Thank you for taking the words right out of my mouth. It's a problem. We've been done it's, worried. It's, a, it's been a problem. Yeah, And it is... And our a guess problem. is it will be a yeah. problem. You're talking about second round pick. No, sorry, third round pick. Allen Robinson. He took Calvin Ridley in the second round. Yeah, it's big win for the Bears. Big win for the Bears. But now we realize that the Vegas Raiders were dealing with something sure. in the background, and they did not look good. Hey, so, is a win. A win is a win. However. Four catches for 32 yeah. yards, Jackie. But hey, he hasn't been playable. What do you do with him? Sarge has question marks at the wide receiver position, but his running backs: Aaron Jones with 1290, Daryl Henderson Jr. with 1640. Not an insane j- game from Aaron Jones, but he's got one of the most solid one-two running backs. Yeah, those punches. guys are those guys are plug and play, tried and true. And on his bench, he's got uh, Javante Williams. Oh, he's got he's got he's doubling up with Jamal Williams and Javante Williams really respectable begs the question should he change his name to just Jay Williams um here's what I'll say Don't love his bench. I'm a big bench guy. don't love his bench. Trey sermon may be droppable at this point. one carry for seven yards in that game that Trey Lance started it is Randall Cobb don't love it. Yeah, he he was trying to see what would happen after Randall Cobb got two touchdowns last week. As you can see, it's mostly just going to be Devontae Adams or Bust in that offense. From the wide receiving slash tight end perspective. Because obviously you're playing Aaron Jones every week and he's going to be good most weeks. But you will have Robert Tunyon will get the occasional touchdown. Randall Cobb's going to get some touchdowns. But you're not going to be able to count on those guys. Big bummer missing Calvin Ridley this week. Yeah. Not that it would have necessarily made the difference for, for Peter. No, it wouldn't have made the difference, but in a soft he, matchup against the Jets, you would have loved to have seen Calvin Ridley. Yeah. And, and see what he He didn't do. love starting and Jail, that's, Jalen Waddell and Jamison Crowder. You, that, don't, you don't want to have to. Right. And that's obviously a big reason why we didn't touch on it really with Kyle Pitts, but that's why Kyle Pitts got so many targets. I mean, he was he was the guy because Calvin Ridley was out, Russell Gage was out, those are the like wide receiver one and two, basically. So, um, I mean, why was Russell Gage out? Calvin Ridley was out for personal like reasons. We're really not sure. He just didn't travel with the team. Is Russell Gage out long term or is that short term? No, I don't. I don't think it's super long term because in you know he wasn't rolled out till later in the week. So I think it was one of those things where he almost was ready, uh, but had some sort of injury that he was battling with. So sure. Um, but, Jack. has a good team. I think we, we can agree on that. Uh, I'm nitpicking his bench, but he's I think just, overall... He's got, to me, he's got a lot of guys that I'm not thrilled about playing sure. currently. Sure, Like, you mentioned Jalen Waddell. Are you thrilled about playing him? No, not until no. Tua gets back. You're certainly not thrilled about playing Allen Robinson, Jamison Crowder. Noah Fant is going to have good weeks, but are you thrilled about playing him? No, because you know he can do this. Right. Jamal Williams, not thrilled. Javante Williams, not thrilled. It's hard to we'll be thrilled about any tight ends, but I guess... You're thrilled about playing Travis Kelsey every week. Yeah, I'm also thrilled about playing Dawson Knox every week. But that's, that guy's one in a million. Um, anything else about either of these two teams? Sarge now at 3-2, and two, Louis at 4-1. and one. Two competitive teams, two, se- two very skilled owners. Um, Henry drama aside, I think both these teams are, are destined for success this season. Yeah, I'd still pick both of them to make the playoffs. Um and it's just hilarious that like of course Louis is now 4 and 1. It was like four weeks ago, like his team he was 3 and 1, but his team hadn't performed that well. But now in week 5, he puts up his best week of the year, moves to 4 and 1 in second place. I like the way his team looks. And he's just going to he's just going to easily make it into the playoffs again as he does every year time and time again. And then <clears throat> yeah, Sarge falls to 2-3, and three, but... Sorry, falls to 3-2. and two. Uh, After going 3-0, and o, he's, he's dropped two in a row. Um, I, it's not panic time or anything for his team. Uh, he needs Calvin Ridley to turn it around and become uh, really, really good if he wants to do anything serious uh, this year. Jack, moving on, wouldn't you say? We're wouldn't s- you say? Wow. Moving on. Moving on, on today's episode of Let, l- 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 Let's Talk, we are moving on. Even when your hope is gone, move along, move along, just to make it through, move Jack, along. Jack, the highest scoring team in our league is in third place at 3-2. and two. It is Kyle Half Stafford Sundell, who takes down Anna this week, the Arizona Cardinals, 13,166-2. The Cardinals eleven thousand one hundred and six. Jack, this was a much closer matchup uh, than the over two thousand points that it ended up being. It was tight the whole day, Toy um, like a toiga the whole the whole afternoon until Saquon Barkley went down with injury uh, early in that game. That was a tough one for Anna. Tommy, you, basically, you chose you chose Kyle to win in this matchup.
1: Uh, what I did. did.
0: You know, I, I'm. I'm impressed. Uh, you saw something I didn't. I chose Anna, and and, and uh, her team underperformed compared to Kyle's. I will say Kyle's math is extremely off. His team scored thirteen thousand one hundred sixty-six this week. Uh, with the team name, you would imagine that he thinks Matt Stafford is going to account for around six thousand five hundred points, six thousand five hundred fifty points, around there. Matt Stafford only got 1750, so really uh, not even coming close to being half of the team's total points. With his team name being half Stafford, you would imagine that Stafford would be accounted for half the points. So I don't know if I'm missing something there, but confusing team name, confusing math, um, <laughs> and yeah, I'll just leave it at that. You can talk about Kyle's team. I will say for Anna, she falls to 2-3, and three, just missing uh, the playoffs currently, you know, in a world where the playoffs started today. Not worried about her team. I think she's got some absolute all-stars. The, a down week for the Cardinals, uh, but they still... I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about Anna's team. I'm not worried about her. Talk to me about Kyle's team first and and tell me if I'm wrong about that half-staffer math thing. But, I'm, I mean, I'm just... Am I the only one who's confused? I doubt you're the only one that's confused. You're definitely not wrong uh, <laughs> in that... Stafford certainly did not account for half of the team's points, so if that is the reason Kyle named his team half Stafford, because he thought Matt Stafford would be half of the team's points, right. he is wrong. The ma- like, the math checks out, right? right. Like, I'm not wrong. about no, right. okay. The math is right, right in that you're not wrong. Uh, I would say we would need to talk to, the, to Kyle, right. the manager, to sure. see what the meaning of the team name is. Sure, 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 sure. Jack, it was a pretty mediocre week for Kyle outside of Austin Eckler, who was just amazing again. Um, I'm happy with Najee Harris, but the way Austin Eckler has looked, I think I might rather have him right now putting up 3,040. He had 66 rushing yards, um, had two rushing touchdowns, had a receiving touchdown as well. Last week it was 2,800. The week before that, 1970, 1,800, and 1,170 being his lowest score uh, in week one, where he didn't receive any targets, so if Austin Eckler stays healthy, that Chargers offense looks so good that Austin Eckler is going to be amazing for Kyle this year. And outside of that, like I said, nothing that you're crazy about. McLaurin had one of his down days. Cordarrelle Patterson is the biggest reason. It's the real deal for me right now. That I think Kyle's team might be my favorite right now. Bro, 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 bro. t tommys takes. Hot takes by t t tommy TJ Lett. TJ Lett, 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 Lett. Here's a hot take by Tommy. Let me pause there, Tommy. Thank you, by the way, for the producers for putting in that sound drop. That's a hot take. Tell me more about that. You think Kyle is is looking at a number one roster when he looks into his locker room every week? So he's the highest scoring team even with Greg putting up the massive twenty, almost twenty two thousand, um, I just and it's very early, right? And anything can happen. Just with the way Cordero Patterson has looked, I think it takes. I just it just takes the team to another level because it's somebody he got out of free agency. Like he wasn't drafted, he wasn't anticipated to be anything close to this. And maybe he won't keep this up because he's like he's top five in running backs and like 5 or 6 for for wide receivers <laughs> as well. Right and he's multiple he's eligible in multiple spots.
1: As and he it's should just be.
0: it's just such a boost to Kyle's roster because he's got Tyreek Hill and he's got Terry McLaurin, both of whom can just absolutely explode any week. And so now his wide receiver 3 is Cordarrelle Patterson and and he has T Higgins who's been who's no slouch himself. Yeah, no slouch himself. And with how good Austin Eckler has been, Josh Jacobs is back, looking healthier, still getting the touches. Tyler Higbee with the tutty, that's a tuddy—that's a—that's a tight end you can put out there semi-confidently most weeks. Yeah, yeah, that would be to me Kyle's weakest spot, just because. He's got Dalton Schultz on his bench. Do you lean that way? I scored more points this week. Yeah, he's getting more targets, which you like. Um, I—it's a—it's a nice pickup Don't by tell Kyle. Tell me what I like. It's a nice big no, fight, no, Kyle. Don't Tommy, look at me. Don't tell me what I like. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can, I keep, can, can I keep going? Sure. <laughs> can I try and keep going? Sure. Okay. Uh, we talked about Kyle having a Miles Gaskin problem, Jack. He goes off for twenty six ninety in a terrible matchup against Tampa Bay because they threw him ten balls. He caught all ten of them for seventy four yards and two touchdowns. Just when you thought you couldn't play Miles Gaskin, he goes and does this. I don't know what to make of it. I hope they keep involving him this way because Miles Gaskin is good. But I don't really know what they're going to do in games where they have a positive game script. Will they keep running the ball more with Malcolm Brown? Will they will he only get five to ten carries a game? And if they're not losing, he won't get a bunch of targets. I don't know, but at least it's a good game. Kyle couldn't have played him; misses out on those points. It doesn't matter. Kyle's team is really good. I think Real quick, and I can't believe we haven't mentioned this yet, dude. We were really clear about a Miles Gaskin problem last week mm-hmm. that Kyle had. And he didn't pay close enough attention, I think, to what we were saying. It's a Miles Gaskin problem, but as a coach, as a manager, you, you fight through that problem with your player. <laughs> you don't bench you him. You don't bench him. Yeah. And I should have been more clear about that in the last week's episode, but Kyle benched him which I'm guessing he did directly from our advice because people put a lot of weight in the things we say. Sure. You see a lot of moves happening based on exactly what we're saying. Exactly what we're saying. Sure. Miles Gaskin scored 26.90 on Kyle's bench, got two receiving touchdowns, 74 receiving yards, and 10 receptions. I mean, essentially operated as a running back, but just a monster week. If, if that's going to be a thing, we need to be really worried about Kyle's team because you think he might be mismanaging. <laughs> no. I I I have moved on from Kyle mismanaging his team. That's that's a fact I established. My point is his team is dangerous to play against. It's yeah. just he's already got two top tier running backs. You're going to add a third you know good running back into that mix. He he's already starting Tyreek freaking Hill in his flex. I mean obviously Tyreek is in his flex, but right. you get the point. Yeah. I guess it'll be between T. Higgins and Miles Gaskin for that flex spot moving forward. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have a take on that, but I, I, I lean Miles Gaskin. Yeah, I, I... It's tough because Higgins looked really good the first two weeks, um, and he still saw seven targets this week, just didn't get in the end zone. So I think it really depends on matchups. I personally am not... Still not like super confident in playing Miles Gaskin next week. It is a great matchup against Jacksonville. uh, So if they can get the ball going on the ground, uh, like I said, I just don't know that he'll see the targets that he saw playing from behind all game against Tampa Bay. So it'll be up to Kyle on who he plays in the flex. But I I need more out of Miles Gaskin before I'm comfortably starting him. Verified Uh, bench stud, Miles Gaskin this week. Henry Ruggs, a decent bench performance with 660. Nicole Hardman with nine receptions, 76 yards, Yeah, did not see that coming. That's a shocking bench stud performance, so congrats. Not only did Kyle have a really solid week with his starters, he also had some bench studs. Anna, on the other hand, are did, you, did not have bench studs. Are you worried at all for Anna? Let me just paint the picture, then I'll let you take it away. Outside of Mike Evans and Kareem Hunt this week, there was a lot that you weren't happy about. She... Recently made a trade with you. Gave you Cortland Sutton and um, Marvin Jones, and she got George Kittle in return, who has now been put on the injured reserve short term. However, missed this week and will miss at least two more uh, before he can be brought back. Potentially more games will be missed. <clears throat> and now she has Saquon uh, Barkley. Let me pause you there, now right? she has Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley going out with injury, and I'm not. No, no, I no. am just, hold no, on. No, 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 You don't, no, no, no. You, you don't do this. You, you don't do this. No, no, no. We're stop. pointing at each no, other. For Anyone who's not watching the YouTube stream, we're pointing stop. at each other. You don't stop. do this, dude. Hold on. It's my turn. I am merely presenting the facts of the situation. I am painting a picture. Facts. (laughs) Yes. Facts. Okay. I'm sorry. What about what I just said is not a fact? (laughs) You did you spinning a narrative, dude? The way you're presenting. Okay, let me paint. Let me me. paint a picture. No, No. you will do no such thing. Did you give her? You're making it seem like it was a bogus. Like, it was a bogus trade, dude. That That's the pay- that's the picture you just painted for the listeners. Let me be real about this. It was a great trade for Anna. She does not need... She did not lose this week because she didn't have Marvin Jones and Cortland Sutton, okay? And I never said that. She has two stud wide receivers that you're not even gonna... You, you're literally gonna write the governor every week just to tell him, hey, Hopkins and Evans, still doing great. Because he wants to know, because they're that good. Brandon Cooks might be up and down, but you can play him as your wide receiver three... She doesn't need those guys. Yes, the injury is terrible timing. Terrible timing. My apologies to Anna. Had we known, um, we wouldn't have made the trade. Obviously, uh, my my clubhouse feels terrified, both for George and, uh, you know, you that you have to be without him for three weeks. So I apologize, but I think it was a great trade. I see what you tried to do there, but I had to stop you, Tommy, from painting that narrative. Actually, last week, you told me that you didn't like the trade for me. You thought Anna you thought Anna had gotten the better end of the deal. So it's it's interesting. It's interesting. how <laughs> You spin these narratives. Um so we're just lying to the audience. <laughs> that now. that yeah, that's what you said. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe not in those overt words, but absolutely. You question both my trade. You question both my trades. <laughs> okay, I was having a bit of a go at you. Sure, well, as you typically <laughs> tend to. Um, are, you, are you? I mean, you're trying to. Saquon Barkley being out is a problem. Yeah, so I was. That's cupl- a problem. I was coupling the unfortunateness of the trade. Put I, that aside. No, because it matters. Sure. Because she lost Saquon Barkley, and now she doesn't have her depth. Sure. That is what matters. Yeah. It's the two of them together that makes it matter so much. If Saquon Barkley had not gone down, Cortland Sutton and Marvin Jones still wouldn't matter to her. But with Saquon down, she could slot Kareem into a running back position sure. and play either Cortland Sutton or Marvin Jones. Because she doesn't have them, what does she do? She has to. She, she'll. Fair enough. That's that's the only thing. It's it's the two of those things together that make it tough for her moving forward. Uh, she fell to two and three. I I don't have, like, I think her team is still going to be fine. I, I I still love the the Murray Hopkins stack. More often than not, you're going to be happy with that. Uh, Kyler Murray, Murray has had a super down week for him this week. It wasn't super great last week either. Brandon Cooks was up against Bill Belichick in New England. They, he was always going to have a tough time. They were going to shut him down and make davis mills beat them other ways and it's um, got four people on ir on her bench so just battered and bruised yeah. but fighting forward and <laughs> proud of her and her locker room to, to the perseverance yeah so she's got to drop quintus cephas um she might want to think about dropping tyrell williams i don't although i don't know how close he is to coming back either him or to like she's just like you said now she's got four guys on ir that it sucks but you have to she has to drop some of them to fill her bench with players that are maybe startable. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. I mean, with Kittle out now, she's going to have to go with Jared Cook. And I would say in that offense, you still go with Jared Cook because he's receiving a decent amount of targets. It's an offense that's really moving the ball. So maybe you stick with him, but he's obviously not going to get you a great game every week. But she's still got the heavy hitters. Hopefully, Saquon can come back sooner rather than later. That's a big X factor for Anna's team. Um, And if he's out long-term, it could be a struggle for her in these next few weeks. On to the next matchup, good sir. Excellent analysis. We're moving through, grooving along, having fun, still drinking. Refill your glasses if you haven't. Really appreciate everyone listening, especially our Patreon listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the subscriptions. Uh, Not sponsored, but Tommy and I are sipping on Maker's Mark because of you guys. Um, You know, This is the good stuff, and we can only afford it because of our Patreon listeners out there, so (laughs) thank you. We use the money that you give us to buy Maker's Mark, so thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you didn't have to say it so on the nose, but (laughs) the implication was there. Um, What's the next matchup, Sir Director Co- uh uh I'm the co host. What are you what's the captain of a ship called? Or the leader of a conductor. <laughs> conductor is the word I was looking for. <laughs> train train, not ship. <laughs> the leader of a train. My apologies. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, you literally said what is the captain of a ship called <laughs> It's not a great look. It's not a great look. Alright, either way. Either way. Um, we're looking at Infant Crime now versus versus cum quad, which I really appreciate both name changes. Jack Drew Infant crime sixteen thousand one hundred and twenty-two to Dan's come comma quad ten thousand and six points. Drew moves to three and two. Dan falls all the way to one and four. It's been a really unfortunate season so far for Dan. We'll get into that. Jake Drew was one of four teams that scored sixteen thousand plus this week. It was such a high scoring week. It was just a crazy week. Like Kyle, who put up thirteen thousand, is lucky in the scope of this week to have received a victory because there were four teams that he could have played that greatly outscored him. And the same goes for anyone who won this week. If your name's not Greg, uh, you were lucky to win in a sense. Um, it was just a, the numbers are insane. It, so I, I'll let you talk about Drew's team. Uh, I, I want to get in, into details about. The I did team. pick Drew's team to win this week. Drew got that correct. You so. were great this week in yeah. your pick them. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty embarrassed to be honest. Um, <laughs> it's just the way it goes. I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Um, Jack, Drew had a really down week last week. It was a regression to the mean, but sandwiched between. That bad week was sandwiched between two great weeks for Drew. I mean, he took you down with over 17,000 and now he backs it up with 16,000. Is the streak still continuing for Drew? His team was amazing last year, like high scoring weeks, almost every week won the championship. We know all about that. He's only three and two, but the potential seems to be there for his team to put up great weeks. I think the pick of the draft, Jack, you would have to say is Mike Williams. Um, he is the wide receiver one on the season. Drew got him in the eighth round, I want to say. And two, cut, two tutties, eight catches for 165 yards. Mike Williams is a, is a monster. He was drafted in the real NFL draft to be said monster. Seventh, yeah. seventh overall, I think, in the first round the big a question really is inj- it was his injury history and that and was and Keenan Allen too uh this is i mean Mike Williams is the guy officially for the Chargers Keenan Allen is not the guy so that's it that's a changing of the guard yeah it's um it's a good point because i think you have to start considering the possibility that like this year like Mike Williams is legitimately the one and Keenan Allen is the two. Yeah, yeah. I think this, which is... which hasn't this, been the case. That has not, yeah, this is any the, other year, but I think it's. I think that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. Watch the throne. We'll Mike see. Mike Williams we'll is see. the guy moving forward because there was that. You remember that? And you want to know what's going to be dangerous for years to come? Herbert to Williams, dude. Yeah. If that's if Williams, I'll be drafting see. Mike Williams next year. <laughs> yeah. 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 Next year, Mike Williams is going to go really high. Yeah. And, oh. I hate, and I hate to say this, but it, it like somehow won't work out whether it's injury or not. Keenan Allen will be the guy again. <laughs> exactly. It's gonna be something weird where like he just doesn't deliver on that draft price. Anyway, Jack, even outside of Mike Williams, it was an incredible week DK, DK- Metcalf, Alvin Kamara, two additional monster performances. And Rodgers With just over two thousand. Rodgers! Rodgers! <laughs> uh yeah, I mean Kamara was was unreal. Metcalf caught two tutties with just under 100 yards. Thielen disappointing. I know I've been high on him this year, but he only got two catches for 40 yards. And then Darren Waller, Matt Prater, Pittsburgh. I mean, you look at Drew's team and, and it, it was it was a little, you know, a tale of two teams. You got sure. Adam Thielen, sure. Darren Waller, Matt Prater, and Pittsburgh just phoning it in. Sure, you know, sure. Four, four members of that locker room that just don't want to be there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the other half, Rogers, Metcalf, Williams, Camara, Williams and and, and Hubbard. <laughs> Lots of Williams. They uh yeah, no kidding. Um Jake, the um the Damien Williams waiver claim for Drew having the the top well, slot, if you don't include Greg since Greg doesn't make waiver claims. Um was Greg the first slot? Yeah. Oh that's been so for weeks. Sure. Um or maybe not weeks. It's maybe it's only been a few weeks, a couple weeks. But um, with... That was huge. Like, like That's that going to be one of the biggest waiver yeah, wire pickups of the season. Yeah, I mean... Potentially. That, That's dramatic. That might be dramatic because hopefully Montgomery comes back sooner rather than later. But it could be a four to five full weeks of solid RB2 production that Drew gets out of Damian Williams. Um, he was great. You love 1500 from him. And... Darren Waller hasn't been all that amazing yet. We'll see if he turns that around. Since that week one performance, it's been mostly stuff you're not happy with, uh, with the draft capital you spent on him. I'm not worried about Thielen, really. Uh, he had a great week for Chuba Hubbard, who that's probably going to go away because McCaffrey's coming back. And I think the big question right now is Julio Jones. But like I said, two out of the last three weeks, his team has exploded. They've got that potential. He's got a bunch of old guys mostly, but uh, you know there's some youth there still. Kamara and uh, uh, leading the way there. He's pretty young, so maybe they've got enough in their tank to uh, to pull this off again. I don't know. We'll see. But he's he's one of the highest scoring teams. So Jack, Dan's team on the flip side, man. It's his team. I this is week good. Yeah, but Kenny Galladay with a goose egg that. Hurts, my I dude. Know. Do you Zach what? Ertz with 120, that hurts, my dude. I, okay, so he only got 10,000 points, and it's really bad. Kenny Galladay went, went out with an injury. Russell Wilson left the game with an injury. He's going to be out at least a month. Christian McCaffrey out with injury. Hopefully, we'll be back next week. But, Jack, this is a 1-4 in four team that is one of the higher-scoring teams. And go, coming into this week... I think was second or third in scoring. It's been very, very unlucky for Dan. He's now without his starting quarterback. He's going to have to look to the waiver wire to replace him. He maybe just streams based on matchup the next four weeks for however long Russell Wilson will be out. And yeah, I mean, Damian Harris left the game with a a chest-slash-rib injury The real bright spot is James Robinson, who's looked awesome for him the last two weeks. Um, He's been super involved, had 149 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. So I'd say that's his bright spots for sure. Hopefully McCaffrey can come back, and hopefully he can get good production from whoever he streams at the quarterback position, because at one and four, it's looking grim only because of the injuries. Um... I guess another small bright spot is that Dallas Goddard was put on the COVID list, and so now maybe Zach Ertz becomes a better tight end option with Logan Thomas. Also, prayers, out with thoughts, and prayers to Dallas Goddard. I wouldn't describe that as a bright spot. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's okay and healthy. <laughs> prayers to his families. Cheers to his long, you know, health and safety. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Cheers. But I would just say it's a super unfortunate start for Dan. I will end my. Analysis of his team, it lets you say your two cents with he's been here before. Dan has literally been well, I guess literally is not the right term because he hasn't literally it. been here before. No. <laughs> it's an impossibility. You can't ever but, be here. I mean, are you ever here? <laughs> but isn't it just I like I perceive you to be here? You know what I mean? But he's been one and four before in mm. the season, I believe, when he was champion. He's fought through adversity before at 1-4 with the way this league is constructed. Eight teams making the playoffs. He's not at all out of the discussion. If Christian McCaffrey can come back and be awesome, he can stream at the quarterback position. You get good weeks every week out of the waiver wire quarterbacks. You just got to find the right one. You're not great at it. But- I'm, not, I'm not great at it. I just want to say, Dan, Dan told me something one day that really stuck with me. Uh, and it, it's, yeah, I, I don't want to butcher it, but it was something along. He, he looked at me, he grabbed me by my left shoulder, if you, you know, like he does. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've spent time yeah. with Dan, but he'll just, he'll grab you and he'll, he'll grab your shoulder really, really tightly and just look you right in the eye, you know, really intimate guy, really close friend. Um, and, and he, he, he said, you know, I, I would not, could not in a box. I would not, should not with a fox. I would not. Could not in a house. I would not, should not with a mouse. I do not like these things I am. I do not like me. Dan, I am. And I think that still sticks with me today for a few reasons. I think, I think Dan, what Dan was trying to say with that was there's a lot of struggles in being a fantasy football manager. (laughs) There's a lot of, there's a lot of, Uh, you know, decisions you have to make that make you question, who am I? Who is this team? You know, uh, am I built for this? Uh, Should I, you know, should I be making these different decisions? And the point is, you don't know. You don't know when Derek Henry is going to run for the house. You don't know when Tyler Boyd is going to put up the performance of a mouse. You know, you just, you don't know (laughs) these things. You do your best to guess. But at the end of the day, you have to remember who you are. And Dan always said to me, Dan, I am. Dan, I am, and I just want him to go out and be Dan. And I I agree with him, Dan. He is, and you know, Jack, I am, and and I think, come Kamikat, even though he's one in four, no one is built for this like Dan is, because Dan, I am. Uh <laughs> oh. oh. I'm dying. All right. You guys, you guys still there? We're professionals. Oh, I think that was well said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. think that was well said. Oh, man. Um Cheers. Cheers. Hey, cheers to that. (laughs) Drink up, everybody. Whether you're walking, stepping, sitting, driving. Cheers. (laughs) Not driving. Don't drink and drive. (laughs) It's a family podcast. (sighs) All right. We joke around here, everybody. But, uh, yeah, Dan's down week was not helped by Cooper Cup getting vultured by Robert Woods. We'll touch on him when we go over my team and my matchup. But to your point, Dan's one and four. He's got a good team. I mean, I, I I wouldn't panic. I'm sure he's not panicking. He's been here before. Yeah, act like you've been there before. Dan will act like he's been here before because he has. Yeah, Keenan Allen though, I would worry a little bit. Only getting 10.50 with the Chargers scoring 47. We just talked about it. Mike Williams is the guy. It's fine. Keenan Allen is still startable, but he just might not be getting you Keenan Allen numbers like yeah, he has in the past. Sure, he's he's probably still the floor. That you want without the same the same, that the same upside that you crave, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jake, let's move on to the next matchup. I think we're four sixths of the way done with these matchups. Um, what? Let's see. Wait, is that true? Or are we all? No, yeah, we're fifth, five sixths of the way done. That's incredible. It's just you and Justin, right? Great, we're at an hour and a half, so. Nice. I love that. That's amazing. Perfect. Boston Justin takes down bottom fight. Who will be last? Currently that is Justin. He falls to one and four, uh, with pretty significantly the lowest points four. Uh only putting up seven thousand eight hundred and twenty four. Jack, you had one of the worst scores of the week. Bottom four. Um and you won easily with 11740 points. Jack luck has turned around. You are now two and three after starting 0 and three. Uh Justin has lost. Was it just two in a row or is it more? He falls to one and four, Jack. Things are looking not great. The injury bug has hit him hard. He was without both Dalvin Cook and David Montgomery. His he has Justin got off to a I mentioned dad's streak earlier.
1: Justin started the
0: season blazing hot, undefeated for the first part of the season, and since then has lost four in a row. Talk about a skit. Wow. See, I didn't even know it was that bad. Jack, I guess, man, let's start with his team. And I don't, it's not, it might not be as bad as it looks. Uh, And that's, I say might, so that's probably not super comforting, but... It's bad if he's without both of his starting running backs because he's got such little running back depth. Although, honestly, Zach Moss and Herbert, Khalil Herbert from the Bears, backup running back now to Damien Williams, they perform pretty admirably for two guys that have no business starting. Justin needed to get a victory this week on the back. On the backs of his wide receivers. Yeah, and he did the exact opposite. Well, they did. I mean, I wouldn't blame it on Justin as a manager. Those wide receivers, talk about not showing up for your clubhouse. Yeah. Corey Davis, four catches for 45 yards, 650. (laughs) DJ Moore, five catches for 42 yards, 682. His first (laughs) bad game of the year. Sam Darnold looked awful. Cole Beasley, five receiving yards on one catch. I mean, that's tough to overcome. So Sanders has overtaken him as the second option there. Uh in Buffalo. Emmanuel Sanders has overtaken. Oh, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. So Cole Beasley is now wide receiver three in Buffalo. Yeah. And he's behind Dawson Knox, so he's probably more like wide receiver four. Option four, yeah. Corey Davis not worried about, but also Jets are gonna jet. It's it's what I it's what I met yeah. what I mentioned. Yeah, you've been saying this. Corey Davis has the upside. Uh he's probably Zach's favorite target, but Zach has looked really, really bad. So DJ Moore's worst week of the season by a lot. Yeah, it was his first down week. It had been awesome before that. So, no panic there. <sighs> He's still starting Brandon Ayuk, which you don't like. You don't um, love that. I said it earlier and I stand by it. Devo Samuel is the only wide receiver you're going to be starting in that 49ers offense. Not that it's, it's a really unfortunate for Justin, that he has these injuries right now. Um, this is where depth becomes an extreme issue for him. He We talked about him not having the depth beginning of season. He's now down to starting running backs. And it's like you said, I guess this week it didn't even, it wasn't really the difference. Depth matters. And I know, J- like, Justin is a guy who tends to focus on width and girth, but depth matters. Sure, yeah. And by that, I mean roster width. Yeah, you know how how talented are your core players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would consider how wide can they spread? (laughs) Sure. Uh, Versus depth, which is number of players. It's quality versus quantity. Another way to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they most people consider that the width. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or girth, whichever whichever word you (laughs) want to use. Yeah, yeah. For talent. Yeah. Um, At one and four. There's no other way to say it. <laughs> it's not looking good. Oh, that's, that's mean. No, we it's don't not, mean to laugh. It's not, it's not, it's not looking good. We want, we want to, we want to say it's looking good because that's our brother right there. Yeah. And that's a guy who was in a bottom fight and he fought hard. Right. And I did just change my team name. I am officially the best bottom. Uh, nice. I am best bottom now. Justin is worst bottom. He is the bottom bottom. Um if you will i guess i'm top bottom would be another (laughs) another team that would be the appropriate way to say it i think yeah you're right i was going alliterative with best bottom but top bottom might be more clear yeah um and justin is bottom bottom tommy should i talk about my team i mean how much longer are we going to talk about justin's team before we absolutely drool over you know my team's standout w performance this week yeah, Jack. And I will say I got this one wrong because I chose Justin to, to yeah. take the victory in this match. I matchup. had the ultimate confidence in you. It it shows here. The performance from your team, Jack, is just I mean, it's like nothing your team has seen this year. <laughs> it, okay. it is that's, Yeah, that's I'm weird. being I'm being sarcastic to offend you. Um <clears throat> it was an okay performance from your team, Jack. Outside of Zeke Elliott and Robert Woods. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. You've got four guys that you're really, really happy about this week. Zeke, Robert Woods, who for the first time this year was super, super, super involved. 14 targets, 12 catches, 150 yards, put up 2100 without getting in the end zone. Zeke Elliott continues to look amazing. Dawson Knox, who, like we talked about a little earlier, your your trade right now looks like highway robbery. Because Dawson Knox is one of the best tight ends in the league. And George Kittle is on IR. And you basically just got two wide receivers for free. Um he's That's a good way to put it. He's pumping his fists uh after No disrespect to Anna's team, but that is how it seems right now and how it feels. <laughs> he's scored Jack in four straight weeks, Dawson Knox has. Five touchdowns in the last four weeks. Uh has a floor, his worst <clears throat> week was six ten, which in the tight end landscape you're still okay with. So if this is his upside with a floor of six ten, I just he's gonna say... be a top five tight end this year. A, he will be. And then I just got to say, before you keep gushing over my team, I really appreciate it. I am lucky. It goes without saying, but I'm very lucky to get the W this week. Yeah. Time and time again, we joke about it on the show, but it's just true. I am I'm bad at fantasy football in the sense that I'm terrible at streaming. I don't know what more proof you need. I streamed Denver's defense this week. Again, only 500 <laughs> points. I mean, I, I, I never... Stream defenses that do well. I can't remember the last time. I really can't. It's it's very... Quarterback as well. I went with Kirk Cousins, only getting 1440. Not terrible. I've had worse, but that's not the dynamite stream you're looking for. Certainly not. So, uh, you know, and then Edward Solaire got injured with, you know, went out with 290. A.J. Green, so I made the wrong start-sit decision. I played A.J. Green, who only got 180. You were worried about Cortland Sutton. Who I was rolled worried about his Sutton. Yeah. ankle Yeah, yeah. Which is fine, I, you know, I'm not, it wasn't like, I don't think I'm an idiot, but it just, it goes to show, you know, a few, you know, or even James Conner would have been a better, a better play, but it, it's fine. I still got the W, but definitely not due to my management skills. Sure, fair enough. James Conner has five touchdowns in the last three weeks, scored his third week in a row. <clears throat> Maybe I should start regretting that decision uh, to trade him to you, but uh, we'll see what he does rest of the season. Yeah, the big thing for you is the Clyde Edwards, a layer injury. Fortunately, it was only a sprained MCL, looked a lot worse when he first went down with the injury, so hopefully he's only gone a month. You get him back for second half of the year. Um, Marvin Jones, pre-DJ Chark injury, has looked terrible. Uh, only eight targets over the last two weeks, catching only half of them for four, four catches for less than 50 yards, 49 yards, so <clears throat> hasn't exactly looked great for him, but You're definitely looking a lot better than you were after starting 0-3. I'm going to tear two wins in a row. Yeah, you're you're looking to enter the flames with your third victory in a row next week. But yeah, uh, if you can do a better job with your quarterback stream next week, I think you have the chance at a really good week because I think you saw a lot lot of bright spots this week. And I think Michael Pittman, which I never really talked about in depth, is looking to be very good this year um his involvement in the offense they they've designed plays to get him involved to to really shine so it's the bible narrative they read the bible together carson and, and michael Pittman. true story targets on the year for michael Pittman: 4 12 12 8 7 you yeah. love to see it yeah it's a it's a good involvement in the offense for sure um jack that's everyone um like I said, crazy week this week. We've been talking about it nonstop for the past hour and a half plus. So let's let's take a look real quick at next week. Um, my goodness, the most important one, I think the one we should start with is two one, and 4 teams. Jack, this matchup between Dan and Justin is going to be tragic. Uh Justin is making this analysis very hard for yeah, us. Yeah, he loves doing that. He <laughs> because loves doing that. He currently has all of his players on his bench, so yep. he is projected for zero points. Yep. Um, all right, well, I'm going to take Dan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I look at this and I see 8,657 projected points against Justin's zero projected points. <laughs> and I just see, I mean, not to be harsh, but I see Dan taking this pretty easily. Um, yeah, I think. It seems like it with an 8,600-point gap in the projections. Yeah. That's hard to overcome. No, I mean, well, it'll all come down to what Dan does at the quarterback position off waivers. Yeah. Russell Wilson is injured, so we'll see who Dan resorts to. As we mentioned, Kenny Galladay is out, so we'll, he'll have to go to his bench for a wide receiver, which doesn't look super strong with Marcus Callaway on a bye and Christian Kirk. The answer's got to be Christian Kirk. Or waiver, I guess. Or waiver, yeah. but We'd probably Christian Kirk. See, we'll see what he does um the thing for justin is Corey davis is on a buy and brandon iuk is on a buy so the wide receiver position may be tough for justin to field this week and potentially both of his running backs will still be injured uh i would hope that I was, Cook will well, come I, back. with all that i was surprised to see you take justin this week <laughs> yeah i would say very interesting choice by me um i definitely did choose it though uh there's just something about an underdog that I just love to choose. I can respect that. Patrick Mahomes is going to be, after another loss for the Chiefs uh, in embarrassing fashion on Sunday night against the Bills, he's going to go ham against Washington. He's going to make the football team look like not. If you reload it, Justin, a uh, football team, Justin put his players back in just to make the analysis a little easier. So he's producing live on the spot. He just rostered, sent in a full roster. So you actually got to steal because odds changed fast. I thought yeah. I had an 8,000-point advantage, and they actually have a Justin's projected for 12,200. Yeah. He's points, 80% so. favored to win, so I feel pretty good about this choice, Jack. He's the clear favorite here. Uh, despite injuries for both his running backs, I think he looks strong elsewhere. DJ Moore's going to bounce back with a great game against Minnesota. Cole Beasley's going to see way more targets than he did last week. Um, and Van Jefferson is going to catch a big one against the Giants. He'll get enough from Zach Moss and Herbert. Uh, look for a big game from Gesicki against Jacksonville. And I think I think Dalvin Cook's going to be able to play, and that'll be the big X factor for Justin uh, to help him take this week. Jack, the only thing I'm worried about is if Christian McCaffrey does come back for Dan, I think that is a big game changer. And really will even out the odds on this matchup. Um, Good luck to both teams. may the best bottom win. Yeah, I'm honestly rooting for both of you. I hope you both have great weeks. A battle of the bottoms. And may the best bottom win. Yeah. Whoever comes out on top, top bottom. (laughs) Right. Whoever comes out on bottom, bottom bottom. Right. Truly bottom of the bottom barrel. Tommy... next next matchup matchup. let me guess it's a battle of the tops oh yeah we got two top heavy teams going for it all here jack the number one team in the league right now is going up against one of the hottest teams in drew gallagher dad is going to try and take him down to keep his reign and keep his hold on first place Jack, it's Terminator and Death by Me versus Infant Crime. Four and one versus three and two. This is the first week of buys this week, so we've got a lot of teams that are going to have to make moves uh, to fill out their rosters. Jack, right now, Drew's got three empty positions in his roster. I'm assuming he'll play Thielen. He's probably going to have to play Melvin Gordon. Um, We'll see if Julio Jones can come back for him, but Jack... You like Dad to, to stay in the Flames. You picked him to win this week again, moving to 5-1, and one, keep that first place going. Is there anything in particular you like, or you just think overall he'll, he'll have another good week? Yeah, I mean, I think respect the throne. I mean, the guy has the crown for a reason. He's in first place. His team is 4-1. and one. He is absolutely at the helm of this league. Josh Allen in a Monday Night Primetime game. I mean, I know it's the Titans and they got a decent defense, but I see that really being, you know, maybe a Lamar Jackson performance on the way. Not quite 4,000, but something in the neighborhood. Rondell Moore is a big question mark for me. He's been a little up and down. I think he's going to come through with a really strong performance this week. I see that being the difference. Um, Mike Williams will struggle to follow up his electric performance against Baltimore. I see him coming back to earth a little bit. Uh, and I just, I, I really, you know, we'll see. Dad will have to make a few decisions. New England's defense, will he play them against an electric Dallas offense? That's a question. Kyle Pitts on by, so Hunter Henry is there. I guess that's why Dad didn't listen to me and saying drop Hunter Henry. Very well done. Way to, be, way to think for yourself because I'm an idiot for suggesting that. Um, yeah, I just think Dad takes the W here. I think it's close, but I also think infant crime is tasteless for a team name. So I think that's pretty clear. Yeah, fair enough, Jack. You certainly like uh, a lot of things going on on Dad's team over there. Uh, He was able to fill out his roster, replace those buys that he's got going on this week. Jack, the reason I like Drew this week is because I don't see why things should slow down for him. I like a lot of the matchups. Um, Aaron Rodgers loves to destroy the Bears, and so I see him having a really good game, embarrassing a Bears defense that has looked pretty good the last few weeks. DK Metcalf, Prime time Sunday night against Pittsburgh. I think Geno Smith will lean on him. He's going to have a big week. Lean on Geno. I think Mike Williams stays in the flames against Baltimore. I see no reason why he should have a bad week. It was – I think it's going to be an anomaly that week against Oakland. Or, wow, the Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me. Uh, they should have stayed in Oakland They at should this have stayed rate. in Oakland. Uh, Darren Waller should get back in the <clears> end zone <throat> this week. Adam Thielen's going to have a bounce-back week. Um He's got a choice to make uh, with Alvin Kamara on bye. That is obviously a big disadvantage for Drew. Um, I think you can plug Gordon in against the Raiders and hope for a touchdown from him. And if Julio Jones can come back, that would be big for your roster. But even if he can't, I think Sammy Watkins is someone that you can play. Devin Singletary is someone that you can play. Or we'll look to see if Drew goes to the waiver, wire, or free agency to pick up a flex option. Jack, Moving on to the next matchup, I want to let you decide who we go with next. It's your day. It's your day. A woman's day. day. It's your day. day. A woman's day. Um, I'm going to go with the matchup that I know is, is high drama, high impact when it comes to our family. It's personal to us. Our big brother going up against our big sister. Yeah. Taylor Swift, Louis, taking on Anna, the Arizona Cardinals. Great name change for Louis, by the way, with Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift leading the way. Jonathan, Taylor, DeAndre, Swift, Taylor, Swift. Wow. An all-time great team name change. Wish we had come up with it. Shocked we didn't. Yeah. Uh, but congrats to Louis. That's a great team name. Tommy, I was not at all surprised to see you take... Louis, yeah. in this matchup Fair this enough. week, uh, I went back and checked the records, and you haven't not taken Louis in a in a pick'em matchup in the last three seasons that we've been doing this, not once. Um, try to try to verify that that's wrong. I think um, just last week you took Louis and I took Pete. It sounds right. <laughs> damn cut it. that part. Moving damn on. Damn it, yeah, <laughs> cut it. Okay, my point is Tommy's a Louis stan. Obviously yeah. he picks against him for the drama of the show, but if Tommy and his heart could choose, he would choose Louis every week. I'm taking Anna. It's obvious to me, but talk me through what you like about Louis's four and one team this week. Second place, you're predicting them to move up to five and one. Yeah, I, I just I like the matchups too much for Louis's team. I think they finally <laughs> flipped the switch this last week, getting over sixteen thousand. I think they're gonna go on a run now. Jack, Jalen Hurts against Tampa Bay. You can bet your bottom dollar that Jalen Hurts is going to have to throw that ball a lot. I don't think Jalen Hurts is particularly good as an NFL quarterback, but I think he's a quarterback that can always produce in fantasy. He's got the bottom line, uh, the baseline for rushing yards, and he's going to have to throw that against Tampa Bay. Stephon Diggs, Monday night, we talked about Josh Allen going off. I think on Monday night against a really bad pass defense of the Tennessee Titans, I think he's going to explode. Antonio Brown... He's a threat to score multiple touchdowns every week. Marquise Hollywood Brown, his cousin, has been absolute fire this year. I think it'll be another high-scoring affair between them and the Chargers, who have looked really good on offense. Jonathan Taylor going up against a very bad run defense of the Houston Texans. And DeAndre Swift, I like his matchup against Cincinnati at home for the Lions. I think he sees enough in the passing game to get it done. If Robert Kowski can come back, it's just... I think Louis just, like I said, and then Devontae Smith, he's going to have that stack. And I think they're going to have to throw a lot against Tampa Bay. So I just think he's going to have a really big week. Uh, I think Anna's going to have a great week too, Jack. You obviously think so as well. What do you see from her that you think will be the difference in getting her enough points to beat Louis? I see a statement victory for the Arizona Cardinals over the Cleveland Browns this weekend. You mentioned Stephon Diggs. I think that's a great call-out. I think he could have a monstrous week. I think this matchup will come down to DeAndre Hopkins versus versus Stefan Diggs, a battle of the wide receiver ones. And I just see Hopkins taking the edge. I think he'll get a few tutties. I think he'll solidify himself um, and bounce back after a relative down week. Not even a down week, but just, you know, the man. You want him to get over 2,000 every week. Mike Evans in Thursday night against A.J. Brown on Thursday night or against Antonio Brown on Thursday night, not AJ Brown. Wow, my apologies. Louis learned his lesson benching Antonio Brown this week, but I think it's gonna be a or washer, you know, he benched uh, yeah, him when he yeah. does great. Yeah. I think Louis will start him this week and it's gonna be a wish or washer with Mike Evans taking the gold, taking the cake. Brandon Cook's bounce back week. Anna will sort things at running back and figure out who she'll play in her flex. But I see a pretty uh, easy, not even particularly close victory for Anna move to three and three. Louis will move to four and two. Cool, cool. Uh, Great analysis there. Jack, let's go ahead and talk about your matchup here this week against Kyle. You looked at me earlier and said very confidently that you were going to win this week. Um, And I was surprised by that because I knew you were going up against Kyle and you obviously have seen that I have chosen him to win this week. I really love the confidence in yourself. Jack, why don't you start off by telling me how exactly it is you think you're going to be, Kyle, this week? Yeah, uh, if you had, if you spent five minutes in my locker room, you'd know exactly why I think we're going to move to three and three this week. It's the energy, yeah. it's the momentum, momentum. Uh, it's on our side. We were zero and three. We're on a tear with two victories, two straight victories under our belt. Um, it's just, yeah, time is on our side and momentum is on our side. I see Robert Woods keeping the train rolling. They call him the conductor. Uh, he is just an absolute legend and will continue. He's going to get a toddy this week to pair with that 100-plus yard back-to-back performance. Marvin Jones Jr. will do better because he did terribly, and I need him to do better. So <laughs> that message has been sent. Yeah, and he yeah. will step up. He's a veteran. Michael Pittman Jr., I mean, come on. I need I say more. And then running back with Edwards Hilaire out, James Conner, you're up. Next man in. Yeah. And James is ready. He's yeah. been preparing for this. He's, he's been scoring touchdowns to prove that he's ready for this. And the touchdowns will keep coming. I've already talked about Dawson Knox. I'm not going to beat that drum, but I will beat that drum. ba boom The Knox drum. Fort Knox, if you will. Dawson's Creek. And I'm not talking the show. I'm talking the... the okay. Cortland Sutton. <laughs> You've almost had that one. <laughs> Cortland Sutton. I'm going to play him this week because I learned my lesson last week. So, need I say more, man? I mean, I'm shocked to see you pick Kyle. I think it's an obvious win for me this week. The matchups are in my favor. The stats are in my favor. The numbers are in my favor. Not to even mention my bench studs. Yeah, I love the momentum on your team. I think that's what gives you a shot this week. Uh, But I just see Kyle taking this one by a hair. It is it is in your favor that Cornell Patterson's on a bye this week, but I still think he gets too much from Matt Stafford. Uh, easy matchup against the New York Giants. I think he'll bounce back with a really good week. Terry McLaurin, Jack, I worry for you what Terry McLaurin is going to do up against that terrible Kansas City defense. Uh, I think Washington will have to throw the ball a lot, and I think it's going go to go to, to Terry McLaurin a lot. Uh, T. Higgins, easy matchup against Detroit. Eckler is definitely going to stay in the flames against Baltimore. look for another multi-touchdown game from him. Josh Jacobs could struggle a little against a good Denver defense, um, but I see Tyree Kill and the Chiefs bouncing back against Washington's defense, who has been less than inspiring this year. So I think Kyle's heavy hitters are just a little too much for you, and while I think you continue to have uh, a good stretch here, I just think it's not enough, and I think Kyle stays in the flames and just simply outscores you this week. Well, on that note, dude, uh, moving into your matchup. Sure, sure, sure. I was equally surprised to see you choose yourself this week. Um, knowing it's Scott's season of destiny, knowing that he's had a few unlucky losses and just the, the stars are aligned, his chakra is good, Mercury and retrograde, retrograde is almost over. I think there's just a lot in Scott's favor. But talk to me about your team. You chose uh, Dak, them, Sklounce to get the W. You think you're going to move to 4-2. and two. Why is that? I just think it's been positive signs for my team for the most part. Uh, It was still a good week for my team despite the loss. We know that. We know we have the firepower to do more than what we have, and I think it's going to all click into place this week. TJ Hawkinson is going to get off his bad streak of three games, and he's going to find the end zone again, see a bunch of targets. Um, I like Dak Prescott in New England coupled with C.J. Lamb. I think after what? Houston just did to New England's defense. I don't think you need to worry about New England's defense. Um, I think that game in in the bad weather against Tampa Bay was a bit of an anomaly, and I think Dak Prescott's going to have a good game. Chris Godwin, I think after two weeks of not seeing uh, the end zone, I think he's going to see the end zone this week. Najee Harris is going to stay in the flames. Joe Mixon's back and ready against a bad, really bad run defense in Detroit. Um, And I think Chase Claypool with Juju Smith Schuster out, and Seattle's bad defense. I think he goes for 2,000 plus. Um, and I think I'm just, my team is just a little too much. I'm going to get at least 14,000 and take Scott down. Uh, but I do see Scott with the potential for a pretty good week. So Benching Kadarius Toney after a performance like that, that sends a message in the locker room. Do you have a comment? Uh, he will not be benched. Um, he's currently on. The bench because we are unsure of his status for this week. He did have a bit of an ankle injury. He's been running. He's he's gone through some tests. Things look decent, but we got to see how his ankle responds over the next few days before we set him in that starting lineup. But if he is if he is good to go, we will be we will be starting him. Fair enough. I I respect that you think you'll get fourteen thousand and and think that'll be enough. Scott will surpass twenty thousand this week, and it's funny you mentioned. That Greg's <laughs> Greg's uh, total wasn't going to be surpassed for the rest of the season and the rest of next season. Scott's going to pass Greg's total this week, um, and that is my prediction right here, right now. Justin Herbert will back. Imagine, it, we'll, ba- <laughs> we'll back it up. <clears throat> Tyler Lockett, Odell Beckham Jr., Nick Chubb, Travis Kelsey, Tony Pollard. I mean, he's got the right guys slotted in. The one thing Scott needs to do to sure this up, and this is a big if. Blankenship at his kicker. If you were watching the game, Blankenship has something going on. Yeah. I don't know if it's his hip or if, if it's a mental block. But that guy was all over the place. They Had a punter take the kick because he wasn't um, on the field. Then they and he missed it. And he missed extra an extra point. He missed the game-winning field missed goal. The game-winning field goal. There was there was quite a bit going on with him. So I think Scott might need to pivot there. I think that's the most crucial pivot Scott needs to make this week, and also finding a defense, but I'd focus on the kicker first, defense second, and that'll bring Scott to the 20,000 plus point victory over you. My biggest worry for Scott is if Chris Carson can play. I wonder if he'll be out again this week. Um, If not, he's got a better chance of beating me. Um, Scott will look to stop his three-game skid. I will look to get back on the winning way. Trying to move to 4-2. Scott looking to get to 500. Jack, the final matchup of the week. Last, but certainly not least, it's Greg who's coming off his monstrous performance against Pete and Henry Sargent. Jack, I mean, I can't say I blame you. Going with Greg this week, thinking he's going to ride those flames. Uh, I do like Pete to get back on his winning ways, but I mean... Tell me what you like from Greg's team this week. Stay in the flames. Stay in the flames. I think Baltimore Chargers, I just said Justin Herbert was going to – I just chose Scott. I choose Greg again. I think Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson are both going to stay in the flames. You can see 4,000-plus point performances from them again this next week. And I just don't see – You know, when the conductor has the train going at a speed, that speed's not slowing down. You know what I mean? The conductor's set on the path. So I, I just – I think sky's the limit here for Greg. The train's going to the sky, chugga-chugga. Yeah, fair enough. Um, (laughs) I think that's really good analysis there. Uh, The reason I like Pete's team is because I think Greg's team does take a step back. I think it's only natural after putting up almost 22,000 that there's going to be some regression. And now it might not be from everyone, but it's got to be from some of them. But then again, to your point, maybe not. Maybe the train's going too fast. And there is no regression. It's not possible. However, I do like uh, quite a few of the matchups for for Pete here. Uh, like I said, I, th- I just think Green Bay is going to have their way with Chicago. So I like Aaron Jones in that offense. Deontay Johnson against Seattle on Sunday night should be great. He's going to see more targets than he did last week. He'll probably find the end zone again. Fant against the Raiders, I think that's another great matchup. Look for him to find the end zone um, and along that same thread, I think I think there's a good chance that Javante Williams can can have a shot at the touchdown. It's gonna really come down to I think one of them will score between Williams and and uh, Melvin Gordon. So hopefully for Sarge, it'll be Javante Williams. I would assume he's gonna find a different defense to stream. Um, but then I think the big one will be Tom Brady. He's been so good. I think he gets over three thousand against against Philly. Sam Darnold looked bad against them, but they were torched by Patrick Mahomes last week, so I think Tom Brady's going to have no problem dissecting them and going for another four touchdowns on Thursday night. So he's going to be without Calvin Ridley again on bye, uh, but I think uh, with the regression for Greg's team after such a huge week, I think think Sarge will be able to take this one. Jack, we're done. That's great. What (laughs) an— It's great! Two hours, almost on the dot, so— Excellent stuff by us. Um, this was really fun. Surprised we didn't double it to four hours. I know. I thought we were going to go for it, but and we still could. However, for on the top, I feel like this is a good limit we've hit. Yeah. Um, really fun episode, Tommy. Gonna miss this. Um, if you're still tuned in at home, here is the second code word from the Patreon scavenger hunt: tadpole. And if you're confused, don't be, okay? Life's not always as it seems. Sometimes you go from frog to tadpole. Sometimes you go from tadpole to frog. It's all one circle. Watch Benjamin Button. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> um, yeah, tadpole, second word. First word. First word. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I think we can. No. No, you want to yeah. have to go Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, first I just said it, but, you know, I just said it with my Benjamin yeah. Button yeah. aside, but. We'll see. You know, they're not very bright. Here's what I'll say, Tommy. I'm going to miss this. Any last words uh, until the holiday season when we're greeting our listeners again? Don't worry. In the meantime, please, please, please stay subscribed to Patreon. (laughs) Uh, We might be putting up some content there. We're not sure yet. Um, But just please subscribe. Stay subscribed and and share it so that more subscribers join. (laughs) Cheers. Uh... No, I would just say thank you so much for listening. Uh, Jack. It's been so much fun the last two weeks getting to do this in person again. Uh, really great start to the season. I'm glad that we were able to get an episode in each week through the first five weeks. Um, saddens me that i will I will have to we'll both have to be away uh, not talking to each other each week, but um, we will come back with a big bang uh, and a big bang and a big bang. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like we have side hustles. We said we have dreams. Yeah. We have business ventures, and it is what it is. We thank you for your patience. There will be a time in the future where you are you are hearing weekly "Let's Talk Fantasy Football" podcast episodes. Uh, we're just not there yet, but keep subscribing. The more Patreon users that join, the more <laughs> likely we'll be to to not take off weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, for sure. If the demand comes, the supply will be there. Um, we just got to do what's best for us currently. Thank you for listening uh, to Dan Tierney. Dan, I am stay strong um, to Anna, our producer. You are the best to Justin, our producer and editor. You are the best to Kyle owner of K productions, our holding house holding <laughs> company, LLC. Thank you, Kyle to Louie, our, fi- our financial advisor, um, co-commissioner. You're the best to drew. The the man who introduced me to George W. I I can't thank you enough. Um, To Sarge, you know, one of my absolute best friends. Father to Henry. Henry drama aside, we really love having you here. Uh, We'll see what happens with the Henry drama. We'll give an update on that come the holiday season. (laughs) Hopefully all the legal stuff will be settled. Yeah. Um, To Dad, I am your seed, and I venture forward in this league with you. Thank you for listening. To Greg, you're my cousin. Thank you for having a good team and not earning it. Um, Tommy, I definitely missed people, <laughs> but that should show you don't care about you. <laughs> if I missed you, don't care. All right, so... Scott. Um, oh, Scott. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. I missed Scott. Alright, Justin chimed in. Oh, how could I forget Scott? He's forgettable. <laughs> okay. The guy can't win ever. <laughs> I try to vouch from this podcast I was like a fucking idiot. Okay, because his team always underperforms. Team of destiny, my ass. Okay? This team's in the shitter, just like it is every year, and I'm on the fucking hook for it. Alright, edit that out. Alright. Got that. Anything else, Tommy? No, Jack. Um, we're over two hours now, which is exactly what we needed to do. Yeah, congratulations to us. Love you, dude. High five. One more cheers. Drink your melted ice. Cheers. cheers. And until next time, let's talk fantasy football. do 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 Let's talk fantasy football Goodbye Alright, I'm gonna stop recording Nice I gotta pee